Hey everyone, and welcome back to another Outer Range recap episode. My name is KJ, and on this episode I'm going to be recapping episode 5 titled The Soil. So if you remember from episode 4, we left off pretty much on the cliffhanger of Wayne Tillerson figuring out slash finding out about the void pit in the western uh, pasture land of the Abbott uh, Ranch, him discovering it, and then basically him and Royal basically getting into like a scuffle. (laughs) And uh, at first, Royal knocks him out, and then eventually uh, Wayne knocks Royal out with that rock that is pretty much like his prized possession that he found, or at least one of his workers found, nine months prior to uh, the current events. We also get the discovery of Trevor's body was found, and basically acting Sheriff Joy just investigating and pretty much kind of putting the blame, or at least she's starting to believe that, she is starting to believe that Rhett is possibly the one that is involved mainly in his uh, death because of uh, everyone, you know, he already admits to fighting him previously. Yeah, that night she found his blood on his belt buckle. So yeah, everything's kind of leaning towards Rhett possibly getting blamed for this murder. We also got the introduction to Patricia, uh, Wayne's ex-wife. We don't know again if they're divorced or just separated, but they were at least married at one point. She's the mother of the three Tillerson boys. And again, she's kind of like this spitfire, pretty tough uh, character. And she's definitely involved and she comes straight out saying that she's going to, you know, figure out who murdered her son. And actually at the funeral too, she was pretty much right off the bat, she figured out that Perry is the one who murdered her son. So yeah, again, those are kind of the main points to take away from last episode. So let's just jump right into uh, this episode. Like I said, episode five titled The Soil. So we pretty much pick up right where episode four ended. So we see Wayne Tillerson kind of driving back to his ranch. He seems all excited. He discovered, yeah, the void, the pit that he's been searching for for since he was a child because we got that one uh, flashback in the last episode that he encountered the void pit when he was younger. So while he's, you know, excited driving home, we get another quick flashback of him as a kid and when he's standing over the void this what looks to be like a younger child comes up out of the void covered in that black goo and looks like he grabs at Wayne young Wayne Tillerson and that's the quick yeah flashback we get there and then when Wayne enters gets inside his house he pretty much just has a stroke right on the spot and goes down so again like i said that quick flashback is very important, at least I believe it's going to be important, and tie in probably to this mystery and the past. Pretty much everyone on the internet is uh, assuming that that young child coming out of the void, the pit, covered in the black goo, is going to end up being, or was, uh, Royal as a young child. Mainly because we already know that Royal, he ran away from home after his father's death, And he has also mentioned that he can't remember anything before he was nine years old. And then we know that he also ended up somehow at the um, Abbott Ranch, and that's where he met uh, Cecilia and, you know, ended up working there. So, yeah, pretty much all the clues are kind of pointing towards 
that body, that young child coming out of the pit, being young royal. I don't know exactly what that means. <laughs> Did he? We'll have to figure out some more, get some more flashbacks, or I'm assuming, yeah, we'll figure it out and get some more information. But at some point in his life, yeah, did he fall through the pit? Did he come from another timeline and then just stayed there? I don't know. So yeah, keep that yeah in the back of your mind. Remember that scene. So it's very quick, but it's definitely there for a purpose. So then we actually go to Royal, and he's having this dream while he after he got knocked out, and he's laying next to the void pit. He has this dream kind of sequence where he is you know, in that first episode, falling down into the pit, slow motion. And while he's falling down, he actually sees Autumn. She does say something to him, but I didn't catch it. <laughs> or at least I'm sorry, I don't remember it. But she does say something to him. And then he wakes up eventually. And kind of, and that's where the opening, yeah, scene ends. And then we kind of cut to the opening credits. We'll talk about it later at the end of the episode. But pretty much in this episode, like the last episode, we kind of got like the rock, the minerals that were left or around the western pasture land, the one that uh, Wayne Tillerson got a hold of. And then we know that Autumn had the necklace. That was also what happened in the last episode, that uh, Royal got his hand on that necklace that she was wearing that she was really connected to. And now in this episode, at least even in this first sequence, this black goo is playing an important role. And we already know, too, that this black goo, once you kind of... Uh, it gets on you or you fall into it. It kind of shows you the future and then, but it also possibly helps you time travel. So, well, like I said, we'll talk, I guess, a little bit at the end of the episode when we talk about the episode overall. But yeah, this black goo is kind of the main um, focus point too in this episode, I will say. So then we cut to Cecilia. And first, I want to apologize. If you listened to the last episode, episode four, Throughout the entire episode, I refer to Cecilia as Claudia, so I wanted to apologize. I was editing the episode, and I caught I caught it early on that I called her Claudia, and I was hoping that I fixed it, <laughs> or at least I ended up, yeah, saying the right name throughout the episode, which I did not, so it was almost too much for me to edit out, and I just kind of just laughed about it, and I figured I would apologize here, but yeah, I do know her name is Cecilia. Sometimes when you podcast, you just, once the, you know, you hit record and you start talking, you just kind of start, I don't know, you have brain farts at times, and just like that right there, you just say the wrong name and just continue it. There's a lot of times where I have to edit it out where I say, or I refer to Rhett as Trevor and vice versa, but yeah, it just happens. But I apologize. Like I said, I called her Claudia in the last episode. and But yeah, I do know Cecilia is her name. And moving forward, hopefully, I stick with that. Just found it funny, though, and wanted to apologize. But like I said, so this next scene, we do cut to Cecilia. And she just seems to be having a hard time. We know from the last episode, she's struggling with pretty much royal icing her out being quiet, keeping to himself, going away at times. And she's struggling with that. And you could just tell just good acting on the actor's part, the actress part, that you could tell she's struggling with everything going on. And of course, yeah, with knowing that her son murdered uh, Trevor and also hiding that fact. But she just doesn't seem to be like in the right headspace at this time. And she actually catches Autumn sneaking into their house and she actually pulls out a gun, finds her, finds Autumn kind of going through all their stuff. She is looking for the necklace that she lost to Wayne in the last episode out of hand of poker. 
So she's looking for this necklace, this rock necklace, and Cecilia, she already knows about it, too. She knows that Royal wanted in uh, that game of poker they played, but she still points the gun at her and basically just tells her to get out. And Autumn, kind of, again, just being mysterious and odd, she starts asking some questions. She pretty much, yeah, confirms that she knows and Cecilia knows that Royal's acting odd, he's acting different. And pretty much there, but she does ask some questions before she leaves, and she goes down and she heads out. Cecilia, again, like I said, having a hard time. She eventually, I don't know if this happens before or after she goes to her Bible study group, but I'll just say this part first. (laughs) She eventually actually catches her stove, like a piece of cloth. She looks like she's about, she turns her stove on to probably heat up something, and it looks like a piece of cloth gets in there, catches on fire, to which she extinguishes, but there's, of course, while she's clean, after she's cleaning it, she looks outside and notices a dead animal outside the window. So she goes to it and notices that it's a young bear cub, and at first she drags it out and she goes to bury it, but then she decides not to, and she ends up dragging it back to pretty much like their barn or their pretty much back to like their shed. So I don't know exactly what that uh, signifies or what that could possibly mean or be a metaphor for. But we also know too, we get a flashback scene with Billy talking to his dad, Wayne, when Wayne was healthier while he's laying with them. Like I said, Wayne is pretty much just laying on his bed uh, not communicating or anything. And then Billy's laying with them, but then he has a flashback and he asks him about animal souls. He says, you know, where do, he asks, where does their souls go to? And Wayne makes a comment saying that um, the earth often swallows up the souls of dead animals, but sometimes it spits them back out. And these souls roam around looking for vengeance if they died an unnatural death. So again, I don't know if those two kind of correlate with, yeah, this dead young uh, bear cub. So yeah, just interesting. Again, I don't really know what that could possibly mean. And with Cecilia keeping this bear cub basically and putting it in the shed instead of burying it. So yeah, maybe it'll come back to play, but just interesting. And again, I couldn't remember exactly if this happened before or after, but we also get another scene with Cecilia where she goes to her Bible study group. And while they're there talking, she mentions when they pretty much turn to her and ask, you know, what's up (laughs) she mentions something along the lines that she doesn't feel right or she's kind of just a little bit out of it and they actually all get together come around her and put their hands on her and actually pray uh, for Cecilia and then after the end of that prayer they the leader at least or whoever's in charge of this group mentions that they're all going to go take food to Patricia So then we get kind of like an awkward scene with them going. They're taking food to Patricia. She's kind of just like laying out um, outside the ranch, or at least their home there. And when they bring her food, she kind of just calls out Cecilia being there. And Cecilia actually tries to somewhat apologize or kind of just set the, um, make everything right. And she says, you know, I know our family has had its difference. And Patricia pretty much stops her right there. And again, pretty intense scene, but she does mention something of the fact of murder or someone or killing, but we don't get too much more. And we see Cecilia turn back around and head back out. And again, I think that scene actually happened before the bear scene, the young, um, when she finds the body, or at least before 
uh, that scene actually happened before she went back and then caught the cloth on fire and then was cleaning against all the bear club, bear cub. So yeah, that's pretty much it with Cecilia. I just kind of, yeah, I wanted to put all her stuff together or at least her scenes grouped it together. So actually the next scene, I guess I could, we will just go to uh, Royal. So I didn't catch this, but in the last episode, Royal took a card that he found at uh, Wayne Tillerson's house. And he sees that it's a card, it's like a business card from a geologist named Dr. Nia Bintu. It's a business card, and he actually contacts her and goes and meets with her. It looks like she's kind of like at a library or a university. And he goes to talk to her, and he actually gives her the necklace that he won from Autumn, the rock necklace. And while she's looking at it, he's kind of just looking around her office at her stuff. And he sees that she has a picture there. And when he's looking, you could tell she's uh, standing in, in front of like a construction site, a uh, mining site, and he sees the logo BY9, and that's actually the logo he saw when he fell into the pit in the first episode and then kind of jumped two years into the future and saw this mining company at his land, yeah, drilling, and he saw Autumn there. So... Again, it's all pretty much making sense that it's all kind of connecting, basically. So this woman works with BY9 that's eventually going to end up on his land drilling. And she also mentions that Wayne Tillerson has contacted her and that he was going to eventually buy it or get you know, a hold of this Western land and then wanted her to check it out. So again, yeah, all kind of coming together, making sense. So Royal actually leaves before, you know, once he kind of figures out what's going on, he kind of just ends up heading out leaving once he finds that she's connected to this group or this company. And he ends up trying to find out more information about them, but he pretty much doesn't get um, anywhere ahead of that. He tries to call someone or try to call, <laughs> call like the customer service of that group, but he doesn't get, he doesn't actually talk to anyone yet. So that's something again to remember. Yeah, this group BY9 by nine, I guess you could call it. And yeah, we'll see again what kind of happens there going forward. So let's cut to uh, acting deputy sheriff uh, Joy Hawk. She actually goes ahead and she talks to a dishwasher at the pub or the local tavern where this fight broke out or where at least all the locals go to. She shows him a picture and asks, you know, who he saw that night fighting. What's the name? Trevor. <laughs> Trevor. And he looks at it and he points and says, or she asks at least, you know, who else was out there? How many people or who all did you see? And he points at it and says, I only saw this one guy. And then when she zooms in on the picture and says, are you sure? Is And he points and says, yeah, it was this guy. And it's actually Perry. So now, yeah, because like I said in the last episode, it was all kind of falling on Rhett. It seemed like he would possibly have to take the blame or he was maybe going to get charged with this murder. So now, yeah, she doesn't go forward with arresting Perry or anything, but she kind of starts to question everything. She could, she goes back to her office, and now that she knows that Perry was involved in this fight, she, yeah, she starts questioning possibly, you know, is he the one that murdered Trevor? And it also doesn't look good for Perry because his wife has been missing for the last nine months, and while she's been trying to search for her and pretty much sympathizing with Perry, doesn't look good for him because possibly if he well we know that he did murder uh, Trevor but now that she knows that he's a possible suspect in murdering Trevor 
is he yeah involved in Rebecca's disappearance so not looking too good for Perry <laughs> right now but like I said she doesn't move forward with um, arresting him or anything those are kind of her scenes in this episode so we kind of just leave off there with her pretty much finding out from this dishwasher another witness that Perry was involved in Trevor this fight with Trevor outside the tavern so Perry in this episode, we actually get a little bit more with Rebecca's disappearance. So he eventually finds Autumn kind of just hanging around like their little downtown area. And I forgot to mention like in the past couple episodes, it seems like they have a scene together, at least not the first or maybe even second episode, but the past few episodes, Autumn and Perry have been having scenes together, quick scenes where they just interact. And remember, the main theory right now, and the one that I believe too, is that Autumn is actually Amy in the future. So it kind of makes sense that Autumn would have, you know, like this personal relationship with Perry, kind of seem drawn to talk to him because it is, if it turns out to be Amy, Autumn, yeah, if it turns out that Amy is Autumn, Autumn is Amy. Autumn, yeah, is the daughter of Perry, so it would make sense that she would, you know, feel the need to talk to him or feel close to talking, or she would feel close and talking to him or comfortable at least. So, like I said, past few episodes, they've had quick interactions, quick scenes, nothing really to note about, but in this episode, we get a good scene of them too. They first go to like their regular bar, or before they go to the bar, he actually asks her, or he tells her he thinks she'll be interested in this other more like hard rock uh, bar so that they go to they go to it's kind of like heavy metal playing more rowdy people dancing moving around and they kind of let loose both of them kind of yelling and dancing and kind of screaming a little bit and again i think it's before it's either before or after that i think it's after that where they have this good interaction they have this good talk where like i said he confesses or at least tells her you know a little bit more about rebecca in that they met in college at UW. She was actually from California. And after, or she at least always wanted, she never wanted to stay in Wyoming. She always wanted to move back to Bakersfield in California. And then once they got married and probably just settling there at the Abbott Ranch, they actually fought. He confesses that they fought quite a bit about staying there and her wanting to move back to California. And he says that actually the night she went missing nine months ago, that they actually fought about it that night. And he actually went to bed. She didn't. She left the house to go for a walk. And then they have, no one has seen her again. So he is just, of course, feeling extremely guilty. And it's really good on the actor's part. Very emotional. You could just see it in his face. But that's the last time he talked to his wife was when they were arguing about, yeah, staying there or moving back to California. So we also don't know, too, she could have just left when she left that house that night. She could have just packed up and bounced and went back to California. I don't think that's likely, but he's possibly thinking that we as the audience know that she probably um, interacted with the pit, the void and has time traveled somewhere. But yeah, so him right now, he thinks she might have just left him and moved back to California. So, again, a pretty good emotional scene and just a little bit more of um, Rebecca's disappearance. For some reason, too, I just kind of made the connection. I don't think I made it in the last uh, episode. When we get the nine-month uh, flashback with Wayne Tillerson and one of his workers bringing uh, the rock, the 
yeah, the supernatural, I guess you could say rock with the goo on it to him. That was nine months ago when she went missing. So it's starting to make sense that probably, you know, this void showed up or got more active basically. And if she left and was wandering around the ranch in the middle of the night, she probably yeah, interacted with the pit or, you know, the minerals there, the black goo, and possibly have time traveled somewhere into the future or in the past. So, yeah, it's all kind of starting to make sense now. <laughs> we also get a little bit from Rhett in this episode. He goes to the bar, and it seems that his next, like, rodeo show is coming up in a few days or the next day maybe. Someone, the bartender, asks if he's ready. He says, yeah, and then he actually sees Maria there playing pool they kind of both just glance at each other and then we cut to them pretty much hooking up in a hotel room that's kind of all we get there from Rhett and Maria we also know from last episode we know that Maria confessed to Sheriff Joy about lying for Rhett and she actually told Rhett too that you know she likes she likes him but she doesn't want to get involved in what his family yeah is what's going on with him and his family and the tiller sons but it seems like now she's probably going to be more involved in this situation moving forward. So we'll see what happens with their relationship. So we go to the last scene in the episode and we meet up with Royal again. He's like back in his shed or the barn or stable. And he's actually smashing um, Autumn's necklace, the one that he won, the rock that she was wearing. He's smashing it. And eventually the black goo comes out of it. And, you know, while he's touching it, it actually goes pretty much covers his hand, takes over like his hand. And then he has another vision. So he goes um, not so much into the two year future with the mining and drilling. He actually just sees pretty much in his shed or garage. He looks and sees it right there happening. He sees himself laying on the ground, laying in Cecilia's lap. She's holding his hand and he's dying. And we do know from that one flashback scene when Cecilia talks to him, that he died in her arms. And so, yeah, this is the scene we're seeing here is her, yeah, holding him while he's dying. We don't know how or what happened. We don't really even see him talk or anything. But we also see Autumn there. And Autumn's wearing her yellow kind of like overalls, that outfit that he saw while she was standing by the BY9 uh, mining company. So she's there, but she actually looks up and she looks at royal the one that's actually watching this vision she looks and makes eye contact with him and that's pretty much the end of the scene there and that's pretty much the end of the episode we also too see in that scene that autumn in the future is wearing that necklace again the one that he's actually breaking so we don't know if she gets her hands i'm assuming on another one or makes another necklace but we do see that she is wearing the necklace with the rock on it and again, she's wearing that yellow uh, coveralls, basically, which we know she'll be wearing in the future, even further along <laughs> uh, in the two-year gap, when, or at least in the two-year future vision, when she's standing outside with the mining company while they're drilling the land, basically. So, like I said, that's pretty much where the episode ends there. we When Royal kind of comes back to... The, he looks back on his hand and the black goo basically disappears and then the screen cuts to black and we get the end credits there. So yeah, like I said, this episode, I mentioned it already that this episode we're getting a little bit more with like the black goo, even though we saw it before. But now we kind of know, yeah, 
like I mentioned, we get a lot with like the black goo in this episode. We saw it in that flashback with Wayne when he was a young kid. He saw the young kid kind of coming up from the pit, covered in it, basically reaching out and pretty much touching him, it looked like. And then we get it again. We saw it before, but we see it again with uh, when he smashes the rock and the black goo kind of takes over his hand and then he gets another vision into the future. So a lot going on there. Uh, definitely this black goo plays a role in seeing the future and possibly time traveling as well. It probably depends on how much you get your hands on or how much of it gets onto you. But it looks like the void, the pit, it's basically, yeah, black goo is completely like engulfed in it almost seems like, or the way you look at it, it's kind of got like this smoky, like cloud smoke covering it. It looks like it's moving, but I'm assuming it's the black goo. But also when Royal fell into it in the first episode, and then when we found out in the second episode, when he time traveled to the future, he wasn't covered in it. So I guess technically, yeah, the pit isn't filled with the black goo. But when we see that young kid appear he's all covered in it so very interesting <laughs> well i guess we'll figure out and find out some more stuff about this pit and what's going on there so but overall like i said pretty good episode i really did enjoy it, it was kind of like i don't want to say like a middle episode but it's just kind of like yeah connecting the dots and kind of just moving the story forward I don't know exactly, yeah, what's the next episode is going to entail. We're kind of just starting to get, you know, pieces of the puzzle, starting to put it together. We know that Joy, of course, now knows that Perry was probably involved. So her, she's probably going to investigate further and probably uh, uh, get in contact with Perry, start questioning him more, you know, intensely. And we'll figure out what happens there with that murder. And we know Patricia's involved. She knows that Perry's involved as well, or at least she suspects it. And yeah, we'll kind of see what kind of happens <laughs> and what happens in the next episode. They did release it, so I'll probably check it out probably today after recording this and editing it, but I'll see when I get a chance to watch it. But hopefully I'll check it out and get the episode out pretty soon. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I got to say about this episode. I think I covered everything and yeah, just kind of moving forward, looking forward to the next episode and getting some more answers. So it definitely looks like we're leaning towards, yeah, again, I've mentioned it before, just kind of some sci-fi time traveling and yeah, it seems possible again that Royal somehow time traveled when he was a young kid and either he went into the future or went into the past i don't know but we'll kind of hopefully get some more it's interesting now that wayne we'll see if he's able to communicate or like how fast we'll go into the future if he you know restarts rehabbing and can possibly communicate and maybe share some more info of what he saw when he was younger i guess so now that he had the stroke and is not communicating we'll just, I guess, maybe get some flashbacks if we get in his mind a little bit, but he's not able to fully, yeah, communicate with others and say what's going on or what happened. So that, you know, that situation puts, makes it interesting and I guess a little bit harder, yeah, to get some more information or for others to find out what's going on if he's, you know, not able to communicate. So moving forward, yeah, we'll see what happens. I think I'm rambling now, so I just, I'll end it here and I'm looking forward to the next episode. So thank you as always for the listen. I truly do appreciate it. If you want to follow me on Letterboxd, please do at KJ Steiner. If this is your first episode you're listening to, uh, you could check out the other outer range uh, recap episodes I have on the feed and I'm also doing Slow Horses and I will be recapping the finale episode, episode six very soon as well and i'll get that out soon so again thank you as always for listening i'll check you guys out next time bye bye